What's going on, guys? We're back here with RMR Podcast live at Hazy LA for 710 Fest. I'm Mitch Pfeiffer. I'm Jay Ping. And we got Boris Sharansky of Papa Select. And we got my guy. Matt Sternberg. We got Matt in the building. (laughs) Matt in the building. (laughs) My content partners of Respect My Region. Awesome, man. Happy 710, y'all. Happy 710, everyone. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for pulling up on us. Thank you. Thank you for joining us, man. How how long have you been here today? I've been here since we opened up. We we opened up at 2.30, and then we started serving dabs at 4 o'clock, and it's been uh, nonstop. We haven't stopped having a line over there. Were you guys um, outside in the sun, too? Uh, no, we luckily were in one of the domes, okay. right? So we're just a couple doors down from here, nice. um, right as you enter on the left-hand side, and we're serving Papa Select Living Extracts, all our psalmless rosin. We have some hash there. If you do ask, you have to ask. Um, but we have some hash in there as well, and we're also featuring our live ice water hash gummies, um, we're also looking at our chocolate. We have rosin-infused chocolates, a uh, full solventless line of wellness products as well, topicals, tinctures, oils, capsules, patches. Uh, across the board, know. we've got a whole bunch of things. Hell yeah. Know. Hell yeah. So give us, Papa Select, break us down the history. What What is the origin of, of this brand? Yep. Well, Papa Select uh, is a sister brand of Papa and Barkley, which uh, was founded up in Humboldt. Uh, it's got a pretty endearing backstory with my, my partner, Adam, um, and created the first bomb for his father, actually. So cannabis medicine really worked for that family in a very powerful way. Um, but it was important to us when we established the brand here that um, you know we went around and when we got to Eureka, we got to Humboldt, there was something special there, right? If you look at the drug war in the 60s and the 70s, and especially the 80s with the camp helicopters and the DEA programs there, um, a lot of these OGs lived through a lot and they actually saved the plant up there in Northern California. Um, and there was a lot of history that we wanted to, to honor by being up there. So uh, Pop and Barkley chose to be up there. And then about a year after we launched that brand, um, I came in and decided that uh, you know, we wanted to move forward into the solventless concentrates. We were working with a lot of small farms out there. You know, they're limited in square footage out there. I don't know, a lot of yeah. people don't know that. Um, at about 10,000 square feet, they got to pull multiple harvests, and it's tough for small family farms out there to actually get a brand out. So Papa Select was originally about how do we get their names out there, this amazing outdoor resin that they're producing. And in my opinion, outdoor resin is the best for hash. Sure. And we yeah. wanted to make that statement for those farms so you'll see in all our packaging anywhere on our instagram we always co-brand with our farms we're always shouting out our farms we have a full farmer series on our instagram uh going through the origin stories of a bunch of different farms up in humble trinity and mendo um really cool content and that's kind of what we're all about we're trying to pay homage to the heritage of cannabis and make some amazing solventless concentrates oh yeah oh yeah and it's terpy let me tell you oh man Oh, I appreciate really that. Thank chirpy. you. Every so, uh, time I've ever got it, how, how many farms do you guys work with? You guys have a, a select number of farms underneath the umbrella, or yeah. So we're not single source, and we take a lot of pride in okay. that. Um, not to say anything against single source. That shit's hard. Uh, but um, you know what we do is different. Uh, we want to work with as many farms as we can. We kind of zeroed in last harvest on about 15 farms. Okay. Um, we've worked with over 40 on the select line, just honing in different regions, microclimate, microclimates, terroir. Uh, understanding which strains perform best and where. That took us a while. It took us a couple of years to really figure that out. Now we're really rolling. Uh, this year we're rolling into about 20 farms, uh, but we're really concentrating around certain regions in the area for certain strains, right? We know what performs well where. And, is that, and that's based on likely yields, terpenes, it's, it's, it's testing. On, yeah, it's based on yields, terpenes, testing, and also, you know, just 
flavor profiles, right? Like our papaya is a phenomenal example. We grew it closer to the coast and it had more of that sweetie papaya that I think a lot of papayas out there have. Um, but then when we moved it more inland into the Willow Creek area at Emerald Queen Farms, something magical happened with the soil there and the, the, the terroir there that it became a heavier strain. Like papayas are usually more uplifting. This is a heavy papaya. I would almost call it an indica dominant. And the papaya terp is a really unique one. So we just found that by moving a little bit, we could affect the terpene production based on the different regions out there. And that's something really special about working with the small farms out there in Humboldt County. You're able to play with that, yeah. with that, those microclimates, and it's a lot of fun. Awesome. That's super interesting. Awesome. Awesome, man. So you, in your opinion, is there weed grown better anywhere, any other place than Humboldt? Oh, I mean, people grow amazing weed everywhere. Um, I, I think some of the best resin has come out of Humboldt recently on the on the solventless side but you know we I'm I'm a, I'm in the legal market here and then the traditional market I mean honestly on quality we still compete with the traditional yeah. market you know um, shout out to a lot of amazing hash makers out there I mean simply Adam up in Humboldt is just one example incredible quality coming out of that um, those providers and so we still can I think this is one of you know solventless is one of the few places that traditional and legal market really still compete with each other in a massive way like in a, in a bigger way than like even in edibles or something because you have the connoisseurs those the connoisseurs of high quality cannabis strains that are seeking out these new terps and these new flavors traditional markets faster yeah. to get them out right yeah. Yeah. and so that that's a that's you know that's awesome that I, I feel that's awesome competition because I don't I don't hate the traditional market like a lot of people. I actually love it. I still yeah. I still support it's, it's, it. In I mean it's ways. where we came from. It's where right? we came from, yes, right? And yeah. so I'm not I'm not scared of it. I actually I, I support it many times and I love it. I support the legal market and the um, the quality traditional market providers, Hell yeah. right? Hell yeah. So a question we've been talking about all day. I'm gonna start with Matt and then I'm gonna get to you. What is your first introduction to you know, seven ten day, what is your introduction to cannabis concentrates? What was what was your first time dabbing like? My first time dabbing was a lot of cough, a lot, a lot of coughing, but it was actually the first time I really remember dabbing was actually at a High Times Cup, 420, 2016 or 17, um, and it was actually at the Rosentech booth where I was shooting for them at the time, and I shoot producing content for them, and I remember getting a fresh press of rosin, um, and then dabbing it on an email. And just remembering, because I've dabbed distillate, and that's really harsh. I was just like, oh, shit, this is nice. This is what I, you know, I, like, this is what a dab is supposed to be. Specifically, all the other times, it's always been harsh. That's why I've always loved hash. And, you know, you know, when Papa started coming out with their line, you know, I just knew it was going to be good. And I actually want, obviously want Boris to touch on the question, but one of the things I thought was really cool about the, the story was that your bomb products, the all the rubs, they started with rosin, right? It's it's all a solventless process. Yeah. So we use rosin in some of our wellness products. The bomb is actually a natural coconut cook, basically. Mm, we cook yeah. whole cannabis flour with coconut oil for the bomb. Nice. Yeah, so through and through, I mean, it's the, the kind of the, just the solventless tradition. It's pretty amazing. Oh yeah. So so Boris, first first time dabbing. Oh man, uh, Josh in Iowa, my dealer at the time. Shout out to you, man. You saved me so many fucking times <laughs> when I had no weed. Shout Thank out, you. Josh. Um, 
wouldn't use last names as per the usual. Um, but I was buying a lot of flour from him. I'd heard about um, dabs, had never tried them, had been in Colorado a couple, I think it was like 2011 or 2012. Uh, had, had seen it done and just not been interested in trying it. But then he had, I don't remember the strain, but it was something out of California, some, some BHO. Uh, it wasn't just shatter though. Like it had some terps on it. I, I remember it being pretty good. But that fucker had like an 800 degree titanium nail or some Say shit. It. I almost fucking died, yep. and that was yep. horrible. Um, it's just and all like, red. I was all I was off of it for a while, and then I got back into concentrates because I've always been a, like a traditional hash smoker. I always loved rolling hash splits yep. and everything. Um, but I came back um, when Colorado legalized in 2012. There were some great providers early on in Colorado there, um, the, both on the BHO side, some propane providers. Oregon started producing some great stuff. So 2012 is where I really started getting into Terps, right? And then that that kind of is an obsession that hasn't ever ended. Once you had the Terps. Yeah, it's fucking over, man. It's kind of, it's like an <laughs> obsession. Like, you just keep going. It's a the strains, the flavors, the yeah. terps, the, the, the moisture, the, the separation. All that. It just gets yeah. so much fun, There's right? There's so like, yeah. many yeah. little details. And then you start realizing, ter- I mean, like, you know, people, like, it was always, like, terps and this. And then I started, like, realizing when I was eating food, sushi, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever. I think you posted something about, like, why do you like people that love yeah, hash? Yeah, people love, love, hash, sushi. love sushi. I was out like of sake s- and, like, so- I mean, like, high-end fucking tequilas yeah, yeah. and stuff, right? Like, they all, I like all that shit just yeah, because yeah. I like it. I don't know. What else yeah. are we here to it's fucking just, do on this flavored. earth? It's flavored. It's got, like, you know, it's got that just exist, like, kind of whatever, existentialness. It's that. also the process. I mean, it's also what I love. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut no, you No, no, you're good, dude. I, I love the, the process. I mean, even in, like, uh, I was just, I mean, I'm thinking of tequila because I just, got into like different tequilas that I never even like tried before yeah. and mm. the process with the farm how they harvest what strain of agave they're they're growing yeah. all of that influences the final flavor of the tequila same thing with hash same thing with a fine sake same thing with a fine scotch it all starts from the soil from what you're putting in there and how you're growing right and then it's a progression of how you control quality throughout that s- cycle and I think that's why we're drawn to it but I was I cut you off brother so go ahead. no I was Kind of to your point there, we need more strains on the table. We need more flavors. We need the tequila flavors. We need the hash flavors. We need some more flour flavors here on yeah. the table, I think, on the, next, on the next go. And I think, you know, for me personally, like, I learned about terpenes from the cannabis industry, right? And now, like, brewery, like, hops and breweries are starting to pay mm-hmm. attention to it. Um, it's only a matter of time till that aspect of, of this plant, which, I mean, I don't, I don't think it obviously wasn't discovered through cannabis, but I feel like it's really been... At least personally, it feels like it's had a really yeah. big impact on the exploration I mean, there was a that. brand here, uh, Bear Labs, another hash producer. They had a collaboration with some, it says some local brewery that had an IPA. And basically it was like, yeah, you're supposed to have the hash, have the IPA. We threw in some, you know, the hops or, you know, kind of like hoppy oh, terps into the, the mm-hmm. hash here. And I was like, wow, that makes total sense. Yep. It's, you know? it's, look, I mean, what is it? Is in, don't hops produce cannabinoids? Yeah, hops produce cannabinoids. It's one of the few yeah. other plants that actually produce cannabinoids. Cacao is another one. Chocolate and cannabis go so well together. Um, they're just synergistic plants. And like, yeah. like you said, like it's, it's something special when you put yeah. them together. No, I, when, um, there was a day I was, we were out, you know, uh, while I was in a place where we were pressing a lot, um, had a bunch of, you know, uh, rosin presses, and someone came in to press hops and i mean i mean some a couple people just dabbed it for fun but i mean literally you just pressed it it looked like what kind of looked like herb 
Um, and it had a really nice, just like amber oil, and it's, it just smelled just. Hops. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't. Wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend dabbing hops, but the it's just, it's essential oil, right? I'm dabbed hemp extract back in Iowa. We would get ditch yeah, weed yeah, and yeah. production right. ethanol. Yeah, hits, kind of. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Someone, someone just sent me some Delta Eight dabs, sauce, some saucy something. So we'll see. Have you tried it before? Have you tried Delta Eight? Yeah. I've tried a bunch of Delta Eight. You like it? I don't like. It. I'll be honest. The most, most of the companies that are in Delta Eight, most, do not go above and beyond to source ingredients that pair with Delta 8 that in an elevated manner. I hear you. So for example, you guys source and curate and do all the things that would make that ten, you know, 100 check point checklist, 100%. 100 100 100 100 of them, right? <laughs> I had I literally had Delta 8 sour gummies last night. I had like two or three of them. I didn't ever feel sick. It just felt like my teeth were covered in a layer of plastic that was like coming off. Was that the gummy or is that just that's not even the Delta 8, right? That's just I don't think the Delta 8 is just a shitty, no. yeah, shitty, shitty candy, right? Um, and so, you know, to a lot of, you know, reviewing a lot of products in my day here, and I was a former butt tender, it's like, you know, candy first, flower first, consumer first, mm -hmm. uh, core brand ethics kind yep. of thing first. And if you can can really align at least some of that in a, in a solid direction and then take you know one foot right after the other it's can it's cannabis at the end of the day you never know what's going to hit you yeah it's definitely unpredictable out here <laughs> but she kind of on that um god it was a horrible gummy last night i'm sorry about that gummies it sucks um it, i've had bad product in general sometimes we've are indeed a lot of things that just don't work out. Yeah, um, it sucks. But I recently I, did eat your guys' dark the, the dark chocolate. Oh, did you like it? Oh yeah. I yeah. mean, it's a microdose. It's yeah, it's a microdose. I, I mean, what's to, the dosage on it? I use it to sleep. It's a bar, but it's five milligrams per little piece. So yeah. it, you know, it, it, you can also. I mean, you can go heavy on it if yeah. you want to. And mm -hmm. I I melt it down into hot chocolate. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah that's nice. awesome. We also have um caramel filled dark chocolate milk chocolate bites coming out that are ten milligrams a piece. Nice. And if you, did you try the ice water hash gummies. Those are 10 milligrams a piece, too. I have done the relief gummies, like two or three flavors of them. Yeah, you got to try the ice water hash gummies. I don't yeah. think I've done the These ice water These are straight up, one. like, from our full spectrum ice water. Same shit that goes in the jar, Damn. goes in the gummy. That sounds, that's amazing. Yeah, they're, they're, I think they're running out quick, here? but they have them at the booth. I'll, I'll grab some if we have some and bring them over here for you to try. I'm a, so I'm a, I've been a, so uh, the, you know, my former lady got in a car accident. We used probably 12, maybe 15 of your guys' balms. Oh, thanks. And it really, really repaired a lot of the bruising so yeah, it, quickly. It, it helps recover. She didn't want ice. Yeah, I understand. People hate icing. But I that ice. shit worked. Yeah. That shit really worked. We got the other one? Uh, or no? Not sure where it is. Uh, and then there, well, we, my mom is a big fan of the tinctures. Which one does she use? The living. We we the living I, tincture. Yeah, we prefer the living tinctures. Oh, that's fucking great to hear. That's, I love that product. You know that comes from Fresh Frozen, right? Yeah, and the, you know the reason is is because you know we've tried so many other brands, and it's not to say that they don't do the right dosing or that it doesn't work yeah. or that whatever it is. People's things say that they do what they do for the most part. They've tried it. The dosing is generally what the testing COA says, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that your issues are fixed. It yeah. doesn't mean that your symptoms are going away. That mm -hmm. doesn't mean that it's working every time. I eat 25 milligrams of weed or 30 milligrams of weed and I don't sleep good. 
that means I'm not taking the right product. That's, that's absolutely true. Right? So, you know, with my mom or with the lady or with me or even whenever, like Mitch and I have been using a lot of products for the last five years to start figuring out better ways to be healthy. Uh, yeah, the living tinctures for us have been, it's been good as a, like for me by itself. Not to say that it's not effective. I've found that it's more effective, you know, using it in collaboration with other items. A hundred percent. And I think that's pretty safe to say it's like if i were having a healthy diet and then also taking that i feel like yeah that shit would i'd be even fucking more healthier no, <laughs> I, faster. I, I, I totally hear what he, you're I'd saying i'd heal faster i'd sleep 100 percent. i mean it's, it's that entourage effect we're going for if you use yeah. a lot of the different products that we do have and we have the thca we have the cbd we have the th now we have a cbn sleep product line if you do use them all in concert and you find the right yeah. routine for yourself on the daily and weekly basis um, that all those wellness products are amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. My I, mom had so chronic many. bone pain, so we went straight to the THCA products to, to really try stuff. And then obviously, you, at some point, that either works or it doesn't work, depending on the severity of the pain. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then at that point, it's like, well, once it's nine o'clock, ten o'clock at night, you might as well do a high dose. Yeah. Well, did she yeah. take just a THCA? Or did she also take it in concert Delta Nine? Uh, it was. It was typically in collaboration with stuff because we always had multiple tinctures at the okay. house. So, um, and she was very prone to wanting to take more than one one tincture. You know I what I mean? People are always like, yeah. You know, it doesn't like hit you until like a few minutes later. Then like, oh yeah. shit, yeah. man, yeah. And when That's it's a thousand milligram bottle, two yeah. tinctures really can fucking smack you. Yeah. yeah. And your tinctures, I mean, I've. I mean, I've been using them since 2017, you know, mm -hmm. since when I met you guys. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, and, like, you know, literally, it's I've keep probably given your product to every single one of my family members, my dad, my aunt. You know, that never gets old to hear Literally, about my grandma, amazing. you know, literally, when she, when she when she was going through uh, through cancer, I mean, I just, she she really refused to take CBD at a point where I started begging on my knees. I'm like, look, just, just take it, try it. And I got Papa Tincture, and I put it in her uh, kasha, I mean, uh, oatmeal. Was, she's Russian and I'm Russian, so that's how I called it. My mom's Russian. She made kasha for my Yeah, kid, so I put it in her, you know, kasha oatmeal and mixed it in. She had it, and she, I mean, you know, she, whatever, for that little relief, you know, going through that. It's, it's like, yeah, I mean, like, you guys have, I think, one, I think, with the brand, what you're doing with bringing solventless, obviously, in hash form, but also in the products, I think that is something truly special. I mean, it's it really just again every product, even down to the hash, which is like the more fine, fun, recreational. And then now you're also putting it into gummies and chocolates. I mean, the consumers don't know about it enough. They're just you know having some distillate gummy or nano this or nano that. Oh my like, god, the nano, no, the nano rage. Nano. You know, no, but I really appreciate what you said. Yeah. Um, it, Sticking to solventless, especially in an industry that is big money, needs to scale, wants $500,000 fucking BHO and CO2 extraction machines. Yeah. And there's a place in the world of cannabis for all that. I'm not hating on it. But in an industry that, especially from the money side, looks at that as success, to really double down on solventless is hard. Yeah, and the best part is, I mean, honestly... I, like, I've, I've, been, I've been in the market since 20, end of 2016. That's when I jumped in. And I've seen brands come and go. I've seen this, that. Talk to CEOs, like uh, you know, senior. Uh, oh, sorry, did it just cut out? No, I'm here. Oh, uh, I here. think it's just the headset. Um, yeah, just 
seen it all. Like I think you guys have consistently just been that brand that actually has carved out their own niche. People know Papa and Barkley. There's like, it's like undeniable, the, the little dog, everything. I think that's something special that I'm you've built. Market, and I know who you guys are, you know what I mean? <laughs> I appreciate yeah. that, man. We worked really hard for that. And, um, it's a labor of love and we, yeah, we're really proud of this. Thank you. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Well, Boris, Matt, we really appreciate you guys hopping on this little mini episode today with us at 710 Fest for, for Hazy, man. We've had a great time linking with people, talking about 710. Before we get out of here, your top three forms of consumption, categories of consumption. It could be, mul- if there's edibles, it could be multiple forms of edibles. If it's flour, multiple forms. Water hash, fresh press, uh, and then capsules. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm up there with the capsules, too. Um, hash, uh, joint with hash, uh, just a straight joint. <laughs> As I down, sit here with a fucking joint, yeah. by the way, so just goes down there and Yeah, love it. Awesome, guys. Well, thank you guys very thank much you. for joining us today. Thank you. thank you very much. Appreciate your time. All Let's right, get high. Cool. Let's get high. <laughs>